between set texts and set plans, which means I had liberty this evening to think what was the right thing for us to focus on. And uh, I, I wasn't really sure, to be honest, but I have an app that every day pings up uh, a verse from the Bible, and normally they're different verses every day from different parts of the Bible. And a few days running, I was thinking, what is the right thing for me to bring this evening? And for some reason, the app decided it was going to go through Psalm 23, verse by verse. So over several days, as I was thinking, every morning I had the next bit and the next bit and the next bit. And I thought maybe the Lord is trying to drop me a not very subtle hint. Um, and so as my mind was filled with Psalm 23, that's where we're going this evening. And I think um, it's a very familiar psalm, um, very special to many of you. Um, and I'm sure many of you, and I'm hoping many of you, have stories and testimonies uh, and things associated with this psalm, stories of God's faithfulness uh, to you and, and other things. So I I think there was a warning this morning, and I'm going to do another warning just now, to say that there will be a space later, after we share communion together, for anyone who feels that they have a a story or a testimony or an encouragement for the church, um, based on Psalm 23 or anything, to be honest, um, there will be a space for that. So I'll just give you a little warning, uh, so that if you need a bit of time to get your head around it or find your bravery, then you've got some ch- a chance to do that. So that will come after we share communion together. But for now, we're going to read together Psalm 23. So let's read this together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. That first verse in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I think we can read that as not just a statement of fact, but a statement of faith something that David said perhaps in the same way as he says, wake up my soul, you know, that kind of commanding yourself, the discipline of talking to yourself, to believe, um, sometimes even in the face of the evidence before your eyes, that the Lord is still there and the Lord is still good. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And I think David knew want and he knew peril just as he knew lavish riches. And I like to think that this statement of faith, as much of a statement of fact, is something that he trained himself to say in all circumstances. I think that's something that there's a real lesson for us there, and we will think a little bit more about that, perhaps. The other part that I love in that psalm is the closing line, where it says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And there's a hope there 
And there's a yearning as well, I think, to be in a place uh, constantly with the Lord, where we know his presence and we feel his presence with us. And there's the hope that we can have that right now, but there's the hope that so much more than we ever hope or imagine is yet to come, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I want to share with you, uh, there's a song that I want to play to share with you, which is echoes that theme, that, that idea that the best place to be is just in God's presence. And I think sometimes in our busyness, we miss just being in God's presence. And it's something that I heard somebody speak about at a, at a Bible conference a few years ago, this lady who was a young mum, and she just decided to prioritise and get in front of God and just being in his presence. And it was a really, really inspiring story. Um, and I was reminded of it, actually. I can't remember his name, but there was an American pastor who was in the press in the last couple of weeks because uh, he was trying to raise money for a new plane, which I'm not going to go into the rights and wrongs of whether he should have a new right plane. But the, the reason he wanted a private debt, I thought, was really interesting. He said it's because you can't meet with God on a commercial airline. And I thought, how interesting. How interesting. I've been on lots of commercial planes flying, not very luxurious um, situations recently. And actually, it really spoke to me as a challenge to kind of prove him wrong, <laughs> to prove him wrong, to prove that even squished into economy class in between whichever people um, I happen to be with, um, with whichever delay and difficulty we were facing, that could I meet with God in this place? I believe God is everywhere. Again, his Holy Spirit dwells within us. He gives us opportunity to, to just be in his presence, just to dwell in his presence wherever we are. I think it's so exciting when we can have the opportunity to share our stories with each other and our testimonies with each other. Um, I firmly believe that's one of the reasons God puts us in community, so that when we feel lost or dark or lonely, that there's other people around that can encourage us with testimonies of God's faithfulness. Um, and I think we can read the psalm like that. Um, I had a backup preach in case nobody spoke, so I'm very glad that you did, and I'm not going to inflict it on you just in case. But a couple of things I do just want to pull out that I think are important and actually chime with what you have been saying. There's something so intimate about the relationship between a shepherd and a sheep. And the Lord is my shepherd. We talk about God being this king, this majestic father. For some of us, the kind of father images are tricky. For some of us, the king images make God seem very far away and very distant and us feel very unworthy. But this shepherd and sheep relationship is really special, isn't it? It's something really special. Uh, I've just been in, a, in a, a leadership conference and we've been talking about leadership and followership. And there's something there in the, in the shepherd and the sheep, the one who leads, the one who has authority, the one who cares for his sheep but also something about the role of the sheep. Just, you can imagine them, can't you? Just kind of so looking to the shepherd, knowing his voice, following where he leads, trusting that he has everything under control for them. And just looking through this, this psalm, I'm not going to go through all of it, but just some of the things, it really is everything. So it says, I lack nothing. The lying down in green pastures, there's something about the rest and the peace that God uh, provides for us. The right paths. You know, having a sense of direction is so crucial. Having a sense of purpose. I know you were speaking about and God just giving us the next step and the next step. 
And uh, when David says that the Lord anoints your head with oil, that's another thing, isn't it? That's the blessing and the anointing for a purpose. So some of the stuff that God gives us is this direction and this purpose. He also gives us security and protection. It talks about your rod and your staff. And the goodness and love, there's hope. And then at a very practical level, that dwelling in the house of the Lord, that shelter. Um, And of course, there's this shepherd king, David himself, who was a shepherd and who would become a king. And uh, kind of uh, echoes there into into Jesus, this, this shepherd saying, I am the good shepherd, but he was also a king. And we have the blessing of having that closeness, that relationship with him.